With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a good morning and welcome to Florida Gardening. This is Mark Govan. I'm going to be here for the next two hours uh, talking about, well, the biggest topic online right now, cold damage and what can you expect after the freeze. That's right. We had a lot of cold and we had a lot of free, a lot of freeze damage, especially in Pasco County North and, of course, North Hillsboro uh, and uh, continuing up north. Some I saw some major damage. And we're definitely going to have to talk about it. We had ex- we had not only a freeze, but we had extended hours of freezing weather. What does that mean? Well, it's one thing to hit 32 degrees, which is the point of, of, of freeze and where damage can start to set in on, on a lot of our plants. Uh, tropical plants are a little bit different. Free, damage for them starts at 45 degrees and gets worse and worse as we get down uh, closer to the uh, freezing temperatures. But we had extended hours under the 32-degree mark, especially up in Pasco County, Newport Ritchie, where uh, I have an office up there. We had a winter wonderland up there because we had our sprinkler system on the night before. So we had we had uh, icicles all over everything, frost, oh, thick, thick, thick frost and grass, the old crunchy as you walk on the grass. So, yeah, there are a lot of problems up there and a lot of plants that unfortunately may or may not make it. Uh, palm tree problems. Uh, in fact, yesterday I, I we we were up uh, near Jacksonville, and uh, oh my gosh, you know they had 22 degrees, you know, uh, and probably lower in some areas. And I'm not talking just for a few hours. I'm talking about you know 15, 16 hours worth. So yeah, that's going to mean major damage. And I saw a lot of plants that were already on the ground. I mean, uh, plants uh, with uh, thicker leaves or uh, uh, banana trees, uh, crinum lilies. Uh, most of the bulbaceous plants uh, uh, down, you know, just kind of the, the foliage can't take that because of the moisture level in, in their leaf uh, structure. Uh, so chaflera uh, plants, the mini chaflera's, all of those plants. Uh, unfortunately, they're going right to the ground. I mean, hopefully, depending on where you are, that you won't have uh, as bad a damage uh, as I think we will. But I think mm, it's going to be bad for a lot of people. Um, if you've got a question about cold here, let me open up the phone lines. Hillsborough County, 990-9352. Over in uh, Pinellas County, 461-9352. And, of course, by toll-free line, one 800 969-9352. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Bruce and Carolwood, we're going to start with you. Hey, Bruce, good morning. Hello, Mark, my man. Hey, Bruce. Okay, my friend Japanji. Yes, when sir. When I moved it, and I moved it under, you know, into the garage, uh, I broke a piece off. Yes. Now, when it comes time to uh, replant that piece, do I cut back the bark a bit? Yes, I would. In fact, uh, you could go ahead and do that now. In fact, uh, if if the piece that broke off, it's an uneven cut is what you're saying. Yeah. 
All right. I, I would get the, uh, if it's a larger piece, uh, maybe using lopping shears, uh, just to give you a nice, uh, fresh, uh, a straight cut on the bottom. I would go ahead and do that. Sometimes when they break off, they split. You know what I mean? The actual cutting splits, uh, lengthwise. Uh, and, and that may have happened right there at the base. And when you do that lopping cut, you can cut all of that off nice and straight. And that cutting will last. In that, in your garage. I mean, if you just keep it in a nice, uh, uh, cool, dry spot, uh, all the way till March. No problem. Okay, okay. Uh, so that, that'd be the best time to replant it in March? Yes, end of February, probably the last week of February, uh, going into March. Unless you want to just keep it in the garage, then you could plant it right away into a small container. Uh, how big was this? How long was the cutting? Uh, it's about a foot long. Oh, perfect. So just uh, make the fresh cut, let it rest for a couple of days, let it rest for at least two, three days to harden off, and then go ahead and plant it in some regular uh, sterilized potting soil. So I should cut back uh, about... Uh, just wherever the, the break about was. About an about a inch? Well, yeah, if, if it was a jagged break that you had in the plant, then probably just maybe uh, a couple of inches is probably all you're going to need. I mean, I'm in the bark. Should should I have wood exposed? Uh, now, uh, what do you mean wood exposed? Well, do I do I on the on the bark? Yes. Uh, I know. I'll make my fresh cut, straight cut. Yes. Now, do I have to cut back on the bark? Oh no 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 no, 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 no. okay you okay. do not. <laughs> That's what was throwing and me. No. One, so, other, one other question. Yes, sir. Can I, can I cut back? Further down on the stalk, so I can replant the whole whole thing. I mean, the I, I have other branches coming up. Yes. Can I can I cut back further down? You want to take some more cuttings from the from where this broke off? You're saying, right? Absolutely. If you would like to, you can do that as well. Okay, so yeah, I can cut back like yeah. Make uh, your cuttings about a, at least maybe a foot, maybe twelve inches long each. Okay. Okay. Okay, and remember the orientation uh, so that you plant them right side up. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Well, God I appreciate your call, you, Bruce. Buddy. Yeah, and, and a little later I'll tell you the story what I had to do with all mine. So, <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go. Uh, I've got Jack in. It, looks like it could be Palm Harbor, I think. Uh, Jack, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark. Thank Hi. you for the program. I always appreciate you guys. Oh, you bet, Jack. Thanks for calling. Got a stupid question for you. Um, well, no stupid questions. Uh, <laughs> just questions that we need to have answered. That's all. Okay. I had big gardens up north. Yes, and sir. uh Well, by the way, we in Palm Harbor, in my area, we got no frost damage at all. Really? Okay. Yep. Very good. Okay. Planting down here. I've heard about these nematodes. Oh. Yes, sir. And um, I'd like to plant, like, some beans, carrots, and corn, vegetable kind of things in the soil. Now, I can prepare it with black cow, meal organic, and some uh, peat moss and stuff like that. But do I have to do anything about these nematodes or well, anything else? Well, number one, there's really no good proven control for nematodes. Even though there's a couple new products out on the market uh, for these uh, soil uh, nematodes or nematodes that you might have around your ornamental plants or turf grass, the con- the controls that are available uh, to homeowners right now are cost prohibitive. So okay. you're not you're not going to want to know what it's going to cost 
to yeah. treat it. So what can you do if you want to plant in the soil? And that's what you're telling me. You want to plant in the soil, not in a raised container or a, or a raised bed. Uh, you don't want that either, correct? Well, I, I can do a raised bed if necessary, if that makes life easier. Jack, that will make life easier. <laughs> I'm now, do tell, I put, do I'll I tell put you that some, right now. Did I, do I put a barrier at the bottom before I start filling it with the soil? Well, the first thing I did, and I've actually written this and have an article about this on our uh, website right here at 970WFLA. Uh, or if you would like uh, and you just send me your email address, I can forward the article to you where it tells you exactly how to build a, uh, I believe it's a 3 by 5 container. Okay. Okay. I'll do that and save you some phone time. Okay, because that, that'll make it nice and easy on me, and I'll just forward the article that I have already pre-written uh, right to you, and it tells you all the materials necessary uh, to build a raised bed and exactly what to do. Okay, how do I get the email address to you? My Well, my ad, you just email me, mark, M-A-R-K, at, M-A-R-K, at, A-B-C, dash, A-B-C, dash, A-B-C, yeah, dash pestcontrol.com. Okay. Thanks okay. a lot, Mark. You bet, Jack. Looking okay, forward bye-bye. to your email. Yep. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, super easy. Boy, a lot of, you know, I was just uh, <laughs> I was just talking to uh, uh, John before the program, and I was telling him about, you know, I must have about 150, 200 articles here uh, already pre-written on my, uh, on the blog right here at 970WFLA. So, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to find I've written so many different ones and, or written several versions of them as well. So, uh, but Hey, I'll get them out to you. I will get them out to you. All right. Let's see here. I've got Bobby, uh, Bobby in Palm Harbor. Hey, Bobby, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I am well. Thank you. I heard you had no freeze in your area and no frost. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm in Palm Harbor. I went up north to escape the cold and came back to freeze damage. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so in your area of Palm Harbor, uh, you definitely had uh, frost and freeze. In my area of uh, Pinellas uh, County, I had yeah. frost, and we had freeze damage as well. So, we yes. Had, my area, I had um, definite frost damage, cold damage, and particularly where I'm calling is my coconut palm and my bananas. Um, the bananas, I've got three coming out of the puck from last year. With the damage in the leaves at this point, should I cut them back no. to the ground? No. Leave it. Leave them. Okay. Yes. And More coconut- cold is on the way. Believe me. That's, that's what always happens. Uh, yeah. And for, for people listening now, I've already written an article, and I don't know if I've already sent it to WFLA to have it posted on the site yet. Uh, I've already written another article, uh, 100% exact question that you just asked about for banana trees is on there. And for banana trees, if the banana trees are not a pile of mush, and Bobby, I have seen large stands of banana trees already, already just in the last couple of days, that are mush, uh, they're two feet tall, okay? Okay, so if your banana trees are not a pile of mush right now and you still have standing trees, yeah. uh, which Pinellas County, uh, you know, probably, you probably still have uh, uh, trees that are up. I hope I do, too, because I have some bananas I want to harvest. But uh, if the if the, just the foliage is burnt, what happens is that foliage will wrap itself around the stem of the plants. 
and that dead foliage will help to protect it against any future freezes or cold weather, which they've already said we're going to have some more cold weather by next week uh, coming our way. Now, I don't know if it's going to be as, as, as deep freeze as it was that we just had, but there's more cold weather coming, yes. I mean, hey, okay. this is only January. We, February is where we, I think we've had our some of our major freezes was February, right? Yeah, that's what I remember last year when yeah. I first moved in. So my bananas, leave alone, and the coconut palm. My coconut, I finally got it up from a coconut. Yes. I got about eight feet of coconut in front of my house. It's doing fantastic. But I come back again, and now I've got major browning on all of the outer leaves, the outer fronds. Oh, okay. Well, so here, so here comes the bat. Well, I'm, I'm coming it's up. I'm, I'm, I'm coming up. <laughs> well, it's, it's standing. It's yeah, standing. I know. I know. I know. Oh. I'm coming up to a break here, uh, Bobby, but... Uh, for those of you that happen to have these specialty palms, these fishtail palms, the coconut palms, the uh, uh, triangle palms, uh, uh, foxtail palms, uh, the camadoria palms, you know the Christmas palms, uh, the anadidias. Oh boy, we're you're you're in for uh, Cuban royal palms. Uh, you're in for some uh, trying times coming up, and I've got a whole thing I've got to talk about them. Uh, no. Can I put you on hold, Bobby? I'll put you on hold because I got to go over this, uh, no. and, and I might as well do it now. But I got I'm up against a break. Can you hold? I can, sir. All right, let me put you on hold. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you're listening to Florida Gardening. Stay by if you want to hear about what happens to the palm trees here. I was just mentioning. And I was talking with Bobby. Uh, hey, Bobby, are you still there? I am still here. All right. So you were talking about your coconut palm. And I had an email from somebody yesterday also that had a coconut palm that they've risen uh, or raised, I should say, from uh, a coconut. And they've had it for years. And it's about six, eight feet tall. And they've wrapped it with their blankets. And they did everything they could. Now, hey, I, I the effort is commendable, number one. True. And that's what we've got to do. If we're going to protect our plants and maybe, maybe, uh, the efforts will be successful and the, and the tree will grow. But here's the problem that we have when we plant trees that really are, are tropical in nature and, and technically don't belong in the area that they've been planted. Uh, this has been happening a lot because people love, uh, one of the trees that people really like a lot are these foxtail palms. Oh, I see them everywhere. Up north, yeah. I see them everywhere. Uh, what are people oh, yeah. thinking? Uh, coconut palms, <laughs> same thing. People love to plant coconut palms because they want to pick that fresh coconut off their tree. Unfortunately, with the freeze, I've only got about two or three minutes, so i got to get to my point. Uh, my point being is you may or may not see any damage now uh, to your tree. Uh, with these types of trees, these royal palms, the coconut palms, uh, the foxtails, the key growth component in that tree is the bud. And the bud is where, where the new spear, uh, it produces the new spear which comes out of the top of the tree. So it's in the top of the tree. And of course, where is the cold weather even colder? It's a little bit further up, right? Uh, near, near yeah. the top of those trees. So, uh, 
If the bud was damaged in, even, in any way, and that means if it froze a little, if it got a little bit on the cold side, what happens to these type of trees is they get a secondary infection or a bud rot that will kill your tree uh, over the next several months. Right. All right? So in order to protect your tree, you have to – this is what I'm, I'm requiring you to do now, Bobby, okay. is I'd get okay. yourself a copper spray, and I would okay. I would soak the bud of that coconut palm with copper uh, to protect it from any secondary infection. Now, that does not guarantee that the tree still won't die. Right. Okay, that just guarantees that if the bud was just injured – I mean, heck, the bud could have froze altogether. I don't know, depending on where you're at. Uh, so, I got to tell you, so far, the only damage, my two foxtails look fantastic. And they're about 8 to 10 feet. They've been in the ground about two years. It's the coconut, which has got the brown fronds on it from the freeze damage. You know, what you might no- what you may notice uh, uh, going forward is yeah. cracking, bleeding. Uh-huh. Uh, the new uh, spear leaf that comes out could be brown or may not emerge at all. Uh, and this takes months after the freeze. Months. We're really not going to know for sure until the full growing season kicks in and on, say, July. That, that's, yes, you could be, you could, it could be that long. And in the meantime, if you, if, your the bud of the palm was merely injured and you did not soak it down and maybe even a couple applications with a good yeah. copper product uh then you uh th- then you've lost your opportunity to try to save the tree so uh, right. uh, it's a drench you you basically yeah. uh you might end up having even higher depending on uh, what uh, hiring a pest control applicator just to to drench the top of the tree cuz they've got the equipment that goes up that high you know that sure sure and remember, copper stains. And if you have any bromeliads around that palm, you got to remove those because what does copper do? It kills bromeliads as well. So I, yeah, you, no bromeliads were good. So just a straight copper fungicide. Copper fungicide. Read the label and uh, let, let's get the butt of that palm uh, uh, treated. Yes. All right. And well, probably so do a second application. I'd wait maybe fifteen days and do it two weeks. Do it again. And even though it's going to freeze again, just continue to do it's, it. It's a possibility, yes, sir. Yes, I, I can't. Weeks. I can't tell what's going to happen down the road, but I know what's happened already. All right, Couple all right. I can't hurt. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate. Thanks, it. Bobby. I appreciate it. Have Thank a, you. Have a good day. All right. Bye, bye. If you have a tree or a palm or a shrub or uh, something that is frozen, you want to talk about it. Hey, this is the program. Uh, Hillsborough County nine nine zero nine three five two. If you're in Pinellas County four six one nine three. Five two or toll free one eight hundred nine six nine nine three five two. And you are listening to Florida Gardening. Uh, this past week, of course, uh, as Thursday morning was the morning after the freeze. And, uh, many of us woke up to some, some fairly cold weather. Uh, uh, in Pinellas Park, uh, it was 28 degrees. Uh, when I woke up, uh, it was, uh, up in my, uh, Newport Ritchie. It was, uh, I believe they had 26 degrees. 
And I know our hoses were all frozen on our service vehicles. <laughs> so they had water them, and all the hoses were frozen. Uh, so they couldn't go out uh, in, in the morning uh, servicing uh, uh, anybody's lawn. Of course, the frost was so thick out there that uh, uh, when you walked in the grass, uh, the, the grass was crunchy. So uh, a, a lot of plants, Schifflera plants, uh, uh, just completely browned out uh, every leaf. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply on the plants are they're already starting to drop they're they're looking pretty bad uh one thing that really kind of shocked me were the uh sago palms uh as i as i traveled further and further north from pasco county i saw even sago palms were completely fried i mean just fried uh the leaves completely white uh, you know, and these are the king sagos. Uh, it, it was uh, amazing. And of course, you don't know how bad the damage was inside the actual palm where, where the bud was, where I was talking to Bobby about. But, you know, yes, that type of cold weather will definitely kill your plant. Now, uh, turf grasses, all brown. Every one of them completely browned out. Uh, I don't care if you had St. Augustine, whether you had Bahia grass, whether you had uh, uh, any carpet grass left that would, might have still been green in the lawn. Everything there is now browned out. Will those come back? Sure. Now, you got to remember, St. Augustine grass is a southern uh, tropical grass. Now, that can freeze. Yes, that can freeze. There are some freeze-tolerant varieties like Raleigh, but Floritam is not a, a one of the freeze-tolerant grasses. So you have to watch out for depending on what type of grass you have. Now, do I suspect that it'll come back? Yes, I'm sure the foliage is probably burned out. But remember, our ground usually never freezes, uh, except in maybe North Florida where it might go down maybe a few inches. Uh, in our area, uh, no, I do not believe the ground in our area uh, ever freezes. So uh, ground, the plants that have uh, uh, major root systems in the ground, they will probably be fine. Now, the foliage, 
on a lot of these plants. Unfortunately, if it's a thick leaved foliage, like uh, let's say a crinum lily or amaryllis or uh, uh, other types of lilies, all that foliage, yeah, all that foliage is probably already wilting at this point or uh, turning to mush. Uh, a lot of the banana trees uh, in our northern areas, yes, all of those are turning to mush at this time too. Uh, now, is it possible that it did not kill the entire plant? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But we do not want to try to take off all that brown foliage yet because uh, you don't know if there's a, a any other cold weather that will be coming into our area. You got to wait and see whether or not we have another front that could be coming, and that could be, you know, within a week away. So we we have to wait to make sure uh, of whether or not that cold weather uh, is coming. Now, what about people uh, that uh, had wanted to go out and fertilize their turf grass? Well, as I said, all the lawns are super super brown right now. Even if your lawn is uh, maybe you're in Pinellas County and you lived around a lake. Uh, maybe uh, the, the weather didn't settle as cold in, in your area and it's still green, but you got a lot of broadleaf weeds. Well, I saw a lot of weeds in some of these greener lawns that I, that I, when I walked out and went about, uh, the weeds froze. <laughs> Uh, a lot of the weeds froze within the lawn, which, well, that's a good thing, right? Uh, will they come back? Yes, unfortunately, yes. Those will probably come back as well. Anything in your turf grass will more than likely come back, uh, and it will take time. And for those people that want to go ahead and refertilize, uh, if you put fertilizer down, uh, you will initiate new growth. But remember, depending on the type of fertilizer that you would, you would apply, uh, that new, that new growth would, won't come up for, oh, I'm gonna say about between 15 and 18 days. That's about how long it really takes for a granular fertilizer to, to work in the grass. Now, are you gonna have to fertilize? Yeah, eventually we're gonna have to fertilize. I might just wait a few, just to, just to see how, how, how warm we get now we might warm up into the mid 70s uh, uh today or tomorrow i don't know i mean the weather uh can turn right around heck we could be in the 80s next week that's a possibility can we go back down to freezing the week after yes remember we're we are only in the third week of january right now so we've got another four or five weeks to go usually about the 20th of february 20th or so of February is just about the cutoff day for cold weather right here in Florida. So you should not have to worry about uh, cold weather after that point. But, hey, that's still another three weeks, and you don't know what will happen. Now, what about people growing uh, some of these deciduous trees, uh, uh, fruiting trees, like your apples or your pears or uh, peaches, uh, those types of trees – you still should be thinking about pruning now. Prune those trees now, uh, the trees that need to be pruned. You still got to do that pruning and get out there and get those trees cut back because uh, otherwise uh, when the weather starts to warm up a little bit here, those trees are going to think, well, hey, it's, it's springtime. It's, uh, I need to be setting buds, and they're going to set a lot of flowers. So now that you got the cold weather and it's still cool out, it's your opportunity to go ahead and get those trees cut back and do their yearly pruning, and uh, especially the peach trees, and uh, get those things pruned up. 
Uh, remember, with peach trees, you want to you want to kind of prune the tree open. No central leaders in peach trees, and you want to you you want to always think about uh, you want to have enough room between the branches for a bird to fly through. That's what you want on a regular peach tree uh, or a tree that is of size. Hey, if you got a question about your landscape or your garden. Uh, this morning, love to hear from you. Hillsborough County nine nine zero nine three five two, Pinellas County four six one nine three five two, and of course our toll free line is one eight hundred nine six nine nine three five two. I want people to mark their calendars. I got a couple of things that are coming up. Uh, this is the uh, Orchid Roundup Show and Sale. Uh, this is by the Tampa Bay Orchid Society. Uh, March 3rd and 4th. March 3rd and March 4th. That's Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, they're going to uh, have the uh, Orchid Roundup Show uh, and Sale. Uh, they've invited orchid growers. They're going to be bringing in a wide assortment of orchids uh, for you to add to your collection uh, hopefully those of you with orchids right now have protected your orchids or at least brought them into an area uh, where they're out of the cold. Uh, plus, there's going to be a local uh, orchid society uh, is going to have their regular displays there. Of course, they're going to have the orchid jewelry and uh, orchid-themed arts and crafts. Uh, should be uh, pretty pretty interesting. And I, I had a couple of callers that wanted to know the next time that they were going to have a repotting service available at one of the Orchid Clubs. Well, this show on March 3rd and 4th, they're going to have a repotting uh, uh, program there. So if you brought in your orchids, and you, and I understand a lot of people that grow orchids, uh, you know, the orchids keep growing and growing and growing, and they get so big that they overtake the container that they're in. And a lot of people don't want to... Uh, try to go in there and repot their orchids or they don't know how to do it. Well, if you take your orchid uh, to the Orchid Roundup show and sale right there on March 3rd and 4th, uh, they will be able to help you or show you exactly how to do it. In fact, they'll, they'll have the, all the material right there. Uh, they'll have additional pots and things to put your orchids on, and they can help you do that. The location is going to be the Tampa Scottish Rite uh, Masonic Center, 5500 Memorial Highway in Tampa. That's 5500 Memorial Highway in Tampa. Uh, 33634 is the zip. And again, that is on March 3rd and 4th, uh, uh, 2018, of course. And uh, it should be great for uh, orchid growers. I know Orchid Society, uh, they love uh, they love their orchids just like I do my plumerias. Uh, also, another announcement. Coming up on uh, February 11th, I'm going to be doing a live program uh, uh, that's going to be at the uh, Florida State Fairgrounds. And I will be there uh, from 7 in the morning until 10 in the morning. So David uh, David Graham, the retirement guy, he's going to go ahead and join me at, on uh, Florida Gardening and his program in the 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock hour right there at the Florida State Fairgrounds. And uh, we're going to have a good time out there. We're going to be interviewing a lot of people uh, uh, in the uh, uh, 
they've got a big program going on there. I'll have more information for you, but if you wanted to, uh, if you haven't stopped by the state fairgrounds in a while and you wanted to see a, a Florida gardening and come there live and actually uh, witness the program, well, you can do that. Uh, that's going to be again on February the 11th. Uh, and uh, I would love to see uh, you out there as well. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, like I say, uh, if you have an opportunity to come, uh, and there's going to have all kinds of things to do. Uh, if you go on site and just type in Florida State Fair, uh, Fairgrounds and Schedule, uh, you can see all the things that will be happening that day. Remember, the program over there at State Fair is going to last a couple weeks, and this is going to be, I think, the third day or fourth day of the program. So uh, you should have a great time uh, when you come out there, uh, but it's nice to uh, get Florida gardening out there, uh, and uh, we're going to have a we're going to have a real good time out there. And of course, David Graham's going to uh, be joining us as well. Uh, another thing about uh, your uh, freeze damaged plant, people say, "Well, should I go ahead and uh, remove the dead leaves off the plant because oh, you know they look so terrible?" Well, no, those dead leaves will help to protect your plant from any future cold or uh, possibility of any uh, uh, frost. You know, it's not just the freezing weather, but the frost that can injure uh, many of our plants. So you have to be aware of that, too. If you leave those uh, leaves on, a lot of times these leaves, what happens is they actually kind of form a wrap around the, the tree itself or shrub, and it, it, it kind of holds everything in and if we get a if let, let's say that next week uh, we get a big frost or another freeze that comes in, what'll happen is that those leaves will protect it. Uh, you'll get frost that may form on the dead leaves, but they won't get into the heart of the plant. And that's so important uh, to keep your plant uh, from any further damage. Now, if you'd go out there and you pruned off all that dead material and left your plant. Uh, you know, any green that you might have still had in your plant, and we get another uh, bit of cold weather in, well, there goes the rest of your plant. So uh, please uh, be patient. <laughs> Leave your plants be. Even palm trees, where the palms themselves, the, the fronds, have, uh, you can see that they've died, some of the foxtails, some of the other uh, large palms that we have, even though the fronds may be injured or died, or have died, let them stay on the tree itself because those those leaves can wrap and and offer some protection to the bud of those palms uh, and and hopefully uh, protect that bud uh, from freezing from any other future cold weather that we have. Now, if the frond is completely dead and brown and, and, and just swinging at the bottom of the tree and you want to cut that one off, yes, you can go ahead and cut that one off. But any of the other ones that are that are wrapped around uh, – the 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 top or near the top of the tree just leave those on the tree and let those uh continue to protect your trees uh from any uh future damage that you may have hey uh you got to remember that you know we have not had a freeze in several years i mean of any uh of any major consequence this was a big freeze this was a a, a definitely a, a large freeze and we're going to have to deal with some consequences. And we're going to have to, uh, you know, see what plants survived so that when we uh, replant, because we will be doing some replanting, 
uh, we'll know what plants not to put in. What happens if we don't get a, a freeze every year, people forget. And then they go back out to the, to the uh, local garden center and they buy plants that really don't belong in this area, but they sure look pretty. And they go ahead and get those plants and put them back out in the, in the landscape. Well, hopefully you can keep track of those plants that you, that, that died or did not do very good for you, and you can go ahead and uh, not put those back into the landscape again. Again, my number is Hillsborough County, 990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, 461-9352. And our toll-free line is 1-800-969-9352. You are listening to Florida Gardening. And you're listening to Florida Gardening. Let's talk to Bill. Bill, uh, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Hey, Bill. How are you? Uh, all right. Yeah, since you were just talking about orchids, I thought I'd call again and plug the Venice Orchid Society show that's on February 3rd and 4th. Uh, and that's at the uh, Venice Community Center at uh, 326 South McComas Avenue in Venice. Well, hold on a second. That's, that's uh, February 3rd and 4th. And that's uh, what's right. the address again? Uh, 326 South Nicomas Avenue. Okay. Venice. Yeah, I called you about it uh, yes. two weeks ago when I called about the Sarasota show. And also, the Manatee Orchid Society, which meets on the second Tuesday of every month, so this coming month will be the 13th. Yes, sir. Uh, they're having a sick orchid clinic. Oh, so if okay. You have, so if you have a sick orchid and you want to learn um, about what's going on with it or how to save it, uh, again, they meet the second Tuesday of every month, so this will be the 13th in February, and they meet at uh, 3120 First Avenue West in Bradenton. And that's the uh, Manatee River Garden Club. Okay. Manatee Garden uh, Manatee uh, Garden Club? River. I'm Manatee sorry, Manatee River. River. Garden Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's 3120 First Avenue West, Bradenton, Florida, uh, 34205. Report two hundred five. Okay, very good. And of course, I did get the one in about uh, now. Uh, <laughs> they sent me a nice. They sent me a nice brochure about theirs. <laughs> uh, you, I, I wish I would have had a brochure on this, on these other ones. It really helps out uh, when you send them. Uh, if you could just email me one, if you have one by chance, uh, right to you know just so I have uh, these in hand uh, to uh, for, for the uh, for the Orchid Society show. Yes. Yeah, I I, um, I don't know if I emailed you something. I don't know if they emailed you something, but uh, yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right before the Sarasota show. Sure. And then, uh, but uh, this is just again, this is the the regular Orchid Society meeting for Manatee. Um, now, Venice does have a culture clinic. It's usually the day after their meeting, and that's uh, the first Wednesday of the month. And then, so the culture club at this uh, meeting would be the first Thursday of the month, or the following Thursday, I should say. And, and uh, that's always at the Venice Orchid Society. I'm sorry, the Venice Community Center as well. Yeah, here I've got it here now. This is the uh, Venice Area Orchid Society annual show and sale, uh, and that's February 3rd and 4th. So that's uh, two weeks from now, I believe, uh, at the Venice Community Center here, three three two six South Nicomas Avenue. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I that's it. I, I did get that one. Very good. Uh, you know. This is the time of year uh, that everybody is 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 gearing up for all the big plant shows coming, and there's a lot of plant shows, 
uh, uh, on the way. <laughs> so if if uh, if you're a plant enthusiast, you know I, I know you might have had some damage out there from the cold weather, uh, but uh, there's a lot of these orchid shows that are coming, and of course uh, all the spring plant shows are gearing up as well. So uh, I, I can't wait. I, I love seeing all these different shows. Right. The, van- the, the website for Venice is uh, www.vaos.org. And the Manatee Orchid Society website is uh, just manateeorchidsociety.com. Dot com. Okay. Very good. Uh, and, of course, uh, the day of the show, you are welcome, Bill, to call back in and remind everybody as well, depending on how busy I get here. A lot of times I get super, super busy uh, as well with the program. And uh, we'll remind everybody to get down there and get to the... Uh, yeah, well, hopefully I'll call you the week before so we don't miss Saturday. Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Very good. Now, uh, I, got, I do have one question about my lawn. Sure. Um, I did I did put some fertilizer out the first week of the year, as you recommended. Yes, sir. Um, but when, and I do have a big bag of the triple, the, uh, the double 07 preem that I'll be putting out later. But oh. when should I start putting out some um, weed and feed? You can put it, well, uh, are you, where are you located at? I'm down in Laurel Osprey. Oh, for sure. And I and I did get down into the 26s here. Did you really? Okay. I would yeah, still right put by. you could still put out that material uh if the weeds did not die. See a lot of sometimes the weeds didn't die mm-hmm. in a lot of the lawns. Sometimes they did. Are are your weeds uh dying or Some are, some aren't. I um I have treated a little bit with some Celsius just some some spot treatments, but I do have some areas that are kind of just kind of Bigger area that I sure. I would go ahead. I would probably wait until our temperatures are back up in the mid seventies before you go ahead and put that back down. So in February, uh, probably mid, uh, probably mid February uh, to go ahead and put that back down. At least a couple, uh, at least two to three weeks. Yes. Okay, that's All what right. I was planning on. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, Bill. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Well, all right, we're up against a break. We've got uh, uh, John McQuiston standing by to bring you up to date with what's happening in the world. Of course, you are listening to Florida Gardening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.